Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, my name's Anita Powell and I am the host for a new podcast called Black Menopause and Beyond. I'm a community worker and I'm passionate about women and young people's issues and projects. Plus, I'm also an award-winning community radio presenter and a founder of a community radio station. In 2018 and 2019, I noticed that I was going through a change in my body and my mind. Plus, I noticed that that my peers, their conversations were changing. Before, it was all about looking for a new relationship, settling down, starting a family. But now, children were growing up, relationships were established, or relationships had ended and people were restarting new relationships. Plus, the conversation around health was also changing in response to midlife and also entering perimenopause. In my 40s, I also, for the first time, discovered the word perimenopause. Prior to, um, we'll say about three or four years ago, never heard of the word, never ever. And when I did discover what perimenopause was, and I could tell that it related to the journey I was about to enter or was entering, and the journey that some of my peers had entered into, I wondered why I'd only learnt about the word perimenopause in my 40s. Within my podcast, I aim to look at the conversation of menopause through my eyes, my narrative. I'm a woman of colour, I'm late 40s and I'm going through perimenopause stage. Plus I'm a fuller figure woman. I also aim to look at midlife because midlife and peri and menopause are very strongly connected so I want to explore that side of my life too and also look at the lives of other women so thank you for listening and please please enjoy my podcast because hopefully it will not only be informative and be interesting I'll try my best to add a few laughs when I can and when appropriate so Una Tell us a bit about you. Okay, well, my name is Una Alexis, obviously. I am a 48-year-old 
Jewel Heritage Lady. Um, I live up north in a small town called Huddersfield in West Yorkshire. I'm a mother of two sons and a grandmother of two granddaughters. I am going through, I'm in perimenopause, but I'm hoping that I'm hitting menopause soon. So have you had, has your time of the month for your period stopped for less than 12 months then? Not yet, but I'm on the road. So I've Ooh. not had, I've not had a menstrual this year. Ooh, is, it, is, that, is that good or bad? I mean, do you get excited? Do you think, oh, it's come to an end? Oh, it's a month, this, this well, month hasn't come? That, yeah, I think what, what I get from it is I've gone three months before and then I've had a menstrual. So it's like, because, oh, you know, it's got to be 12 months, hasn't it, solid? It's playing then, games with you. Yeah, and then you, you're in menopause, that's what they say. So my my thinking is my symptoms have got worse. I haven't had a menstrual this year, so I'm praying that when I do have the 12 months straight of no menstrual, that I'm in menopause and my symptoms may ease. But is that wishful thinking? Because <laughs> I'm just desperate for it to ease up right now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard coping with the hot flushes, the sweat. So irritable. It just makes me so irritable when you're just sweating and you're hot and you can't control it. And it's just like a whoosh all the way through your body. It's just, and because you can't control it, it's, it's not something that you can control and it just comes just like that. So you're going through sweats and mm-hmm. hot, hot flushes. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been going through this then, since you're 46? Yes, yeah, oh for the last two years. But it has progressively got worse as time's gone on and the last, the last six months has noticeably been worse than ever. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you quite emotional with your menopause? Yes very very emotional I cry at stupidness you know I have to tell myself off you know behave yourself what are you crying for <laughs> stop it <laughs> but yes I am very emotional and very moody I am some days I'm irritated by anything and everything the slightest little thing will just make me mm, makes me want to scream you know and I just get frustrated quite easily yeah when I'm feeling like that mm-hmm how do you manage menopause? How do you manage menopause? Um, I haven't had an HRT because the doctor refuses to give it me anyway because my mum died of breast cancer and they say that's quite a high risk taking taking HRT. Um, if you if you're a high risk patient of you know breast cancer within the family, I think it's breast and ovarian. I think don't quote me on it but that's what I think I have actually started taking black cohosh and that was through recommendation of um, some sisters that have said that it has worked for them and I do know sometimes things work for one and don't work for others so what I'm doing because I've got a few recommendations such as wild yam as well I'm just going to try one thing at a time so I know what it is that is working if it works yeah rather than taking loads of stuff at the same time and hoping for the best I'm, I may as well just do one at a time so I've got two months supply I'm going to review myself again in when I've done six months and see where I am so what I'm going to ask you a question if you, the mm-hmm. doctor said you could take HRT would you take mm. it I would be tempted I think because I have um 
my sister-in-law she's on HRT and it's helped loads but then my sister got married on Sunday and we've got the same dad so her mum was telling me about her her story and she said that she had really blood bad flushes like I am mm-hmm. and she said she went on to HRT but she was on it for too long is there a is there a limit of taking HRT there must be but she I said that she was, anymore. she was on it for too long. So the doctor took her off it and it's come back with a vengeance, obviously, because it was keeping everything at bay for her. So she said it worked as well. I have heard it working more than not for w- women. But what I do want to do after speaking with my sister's mum, because she said they've come a long way now with HRT and uh-huh. other, other alternatives. So I think I should have a chat with my doctor and just see if there's any other alternatives. I think you should I have a, I think you should have a chat with your doctor, but I also think you should do some research. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that is because today I had mm-hmm. to do some research with regards to menopause in relation to someone, and I ha- I found a, a leaflet, online leaflet, which I sent yeah. off to somebody about um, their situation. So they are desperate to go on HRT desperate desperate but like you they've been told because their mum had breast cancer Mm -hmm. but nobody else in their family had breast cancer yeah Mm -hmm. but they've been told that there's a high risk so therefore they've been told they can't go to HRT I went on to um the Newson Health Clinic and that's one of the leading menopause clinics in the country they've got loads of resources and Newsom, did you say? Newsom, N E W S O N, Health Clinic. Health Clinic, okay. Louise Newsom, or Dr. Louise Newsom, mm. she's also mm-hmm. the founder of the new charity called the Menopause Charity. And she has formed, her, it's a private clinic, but she also um, has a charity arm to her uh, practice. And okay. on there, I found um, a leaflet that's, that clearly says that. In some cases, I think it says some cases or all cases, if your mother has had breast cancer, it does not increase your risk. Now, what I could do is I can find it. Yeah. So I think it's about doing research. I think from what I understand, this is the problem with the menopause Mm. is that most doctors are not trained. So the information they have, I don't know how they get it. It's either in passing or whatever, but also information has changed. That's Mm. the thing. So the science of 2021 is more in depth, more search. Women are demanding more information with regards to menopause. Mm-hmm. So based on the information I got today, what your doctor tell, told you may be wrong. I'm not saying I'm not a doctor. No, that's fine. Yeah. That yeah. Do- but it's one of those things that where It's about being informed, isn't it? It's about being informed. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. I can do um, when I come off the, the when I come off the interview today, I will send mm-hmm. you what I sent to somebody else and then yeah. what you could do is you could take that with you when you go to your doctor yes that would be great thanks for that Anita definitely um, that is yeah because I mean obviously the lady that you spoke to today she was told the same as myself as well weren't yeah she, she gave so, I mean I don't yeah. know there's other stuff in your medical history that contributes to that response that HRT is not good for you so I so I'm very I'm a very aware that well, there that's could be all stuff. that the doctor said to me. He specifically, it was the fact that my mum died of breast cancer and I'm high risk because I go for mammograms every three years. Okay, mm. that's because from what I understand is mm-hmm. HRT helps 
reduce heart issue that's oh. so that, so when you do research okay. this is the thing this is when you do research you find different mm. bits of information but from what i understand it actually in 2021 there are more benefits to gain from it yeah. and potentially you know side effects or negative impact of it and mm-hmm. for some research i've read i mean i know you're not overweight or anything but mm-hmm. with regards but with regards to health issues it's more it um, it's more riskier with regards to your health to be overweight or to smoke yeah. um, than it is and to I'd... take HRT. Right. Okay. And I don't smoke either. So yeah. yeah. So even yeah. Though I know, even though I know that those two things don't affect you at the same time, mm-hmm. but it's something that yeah. I mean, I will send some information over to you with regards to yeah, that'll be great. The Newson yeah. Clinic. Also, um, they've got mm-hmm. an app out called Balance, okay. um, and you can put your details and symptoms in the app. Um, and it gives you guidance based on the information that it asks and it gives you um, with regards to your healthcare, uh, menopause healthcare. So that's something else that maybe if you've got time, you can explore okay. that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, also, this is another thing you need to explore as well. That with regards to black co cohosh, black cohosh. Yeah. yeah, I know. Was it 2019? It was one of the very few alternative medicines that the national health service or nice um nice guidelines yeah in promoted but they've taken it off now so i asked the doctor asked the gp um why have they taken it off and this is where there's conflicted information so this is also about research as well that Mm -hmm. some that there's um a chance it might have a negative impact on your liver but it's conflicting because after I was told that I went and did some research to see what reports were out there mm-hmm. and some reports oh where did I see the report oh, I can't remember now there was a report it, it was from a very valid article um mm-hmm. that contradicted that that black cohort can have a negative impact on your liver so this is this is when you don't know what to do so i know the national health service used to actually Mm -hmm. recommend it as part of the nice guidelines and Mm -hmm. that was just a few years ago and they've taken it off so but 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 at the same time it's just to be do some do your own research yeah 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 because i know a few women that have done black cohosh and they swore by it so that's why they recommended it you know they yeah. said it really did help get them through the you know the hot sweats because it's quite um it's quite good for that specific mm-hmm. symptom the hot sweats and the flushing so yeah 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 definitely i'll look into that more and your sister's um is it mother-in-law um mum um, your sister's yeah. mum yeah you should get her to do some research as well because I I don't know I don't know full deep, I don't know how long she's been on her HRT or whatever. What I've discovered is some doctors have some doctors have some training um, mm. on the menopause. Some of their training is outdated and it's not compulsory yeah. to be update you know updated. Mm-hmm. But it could be actually maybe she could still be on HRT. Yeah, because she's um, suffering quite bad now that he's took her off it. You know so. Yeah. Even at the wedding, we were both flushing at the wedding, you know, oh, yeah. ourselves. And yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, such yeah. is life, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is, the thing about, this is the thing about the menopause in, in, in the fact mm. that um, there's so much bits of information which are either conflicting or um, yeah. the experts, i.e. GPs, aren't necessarily fully informed or comfortable. Not, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think it helps to have somebody who specialises in menopause, maybe, you know, to inform you of certain things. Definitely. Because a, gen- a general practitioner is just that, aren't they? They're a general practitioner. So they're not a specialist of one one topic over another or anything. It's just across the board. So, yeah, I will look into that. Yes, good stuff. Um. <laughs> so, uh, so my next question to you mm-hmm. doing that where did you learn about the menopause oh, well I learned it from speaking to women um that were either in my family or um, a few friends you know about my symptoms because mm. I noticed I noticed a few years ago was, things were different I think you know don't, you know your own body so you know definitely um and I used to have regular on the dot menstruals every 21 days guaranteed i i knew exactly when it was going to be coming on everything and then it started to go all over the place so some months i'd bleed more than not and then other months it would be a little you know so it was erratic it was all over the place um and i told my doctor at the time it was just in general it was in passing of a conversation when I went to the doctors for something else and she said oh we'll do a blood test and um, the blood test came back borderline but that was a few years ago now so I know I'm well well into my peri now but the blood tests are not always conclusive anyway so you know you can hear that from so many women so I started to talk about it with you know friends mums friends family friends and yeah they they would say to me oh that's you're definitely in the perimenopause you know because you're still getting your menstruals but you're having symptoms so that means that you're prior menopause and they class you as in menopause when you've gone the 12 months and then no menstrual and that's the only that's the only information I've ever got on menopause you know Mm. and obviously and then you know google had to google you know obviously and then it just shows you there's over 30 symptoms that women can suffer from mm. and, it, and it was like wow so that was really the first time so a few years back that's the first time I'd learned of menopause so um before you googled Mm-hmm. What was going through your mind with all these symptoms? Did you did you think you were going through depression? Do you think I thought I was going crazy? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I noticed my mental health as well. I'm on um, antidepressants at the moment. Um, I have been on them in the past, but I realised that I was going quite low. I was quite down. I could feel myself dropping mentally. I had exhausted for no reason, really, really tired a lot of the time. But yeah, after talking to friends, moms or, you know, friends, women, ladies, it sort of like put my mind at ease a bit because I knew something was going on, but when you don't know what it is and then you get that confirmation from someone else, it's like, it makes you feel better, doesn't it? Because you don't think, you know, I'm not the only one. And, you know, it happens. It comes to us all, all as ladies, you know. But then some women sell for it. They don't even know they've had it. I know a few like that, you know, they've never suffered it whatsoever. I know I was talking to somebody oh, about a year mm. ago and she said, oh, one day her period just stopped and she hasn't had one since. And I said, oh, so you've gone for the menopause? And she said, mm. is that it? Is that what happened? 
oh, that was it. That's it. That's it. So you didn't have any symptoms? No. Nope. It just stopped one day. And I thought, oh, thank goodness. I don't have to spend that money. That was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know for many years, that's what I thought the menopause was. I thought it was a mm. light switch effect. I literally I thought, you woke mm-hmm. up one day and you switched no to more. light. No that's more it. menstruals. That's, that's it. it. Gone. Out done. the window. Yep. And nothing else happens. Just got mm-hmm. on with your life. But not all this that comes with it. It's, it is life-changing. You know, as much as y- your menstruals are life-changing, because obviously it's something that we've had since, you know, teenagers. But, yeah, so I didn't realise that everything else, along with the, you know, the stopping of the menstrual cycle, came along with menopause. And realising it can affect so much of your life that it changes your life you know because you look at things and go through life so differently like in terms of my libido non-existent you know and prior to going through peri I had a good libido it was healthy you know and right now I've got no interest whatsoever nothing at all nothing and it's just like wow I mean, I know. I don't Am know. I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. will it ever come back? I don't but know. I do know, um, and this is this is something I've I've discovered recently talking mm. to somebody that this particular person just never really got on with HRT. Mm-hmm. They've tried it, not not got on with it. Mm-hmm. So the doctor, their GP, um, they had to be insistent to be honest with you, but they do know yeah. stuff about the menopause. And they asked for testosterone replacement tablets, mm-hmm. or what, I think they use a gel. Actually, it's a gel yeah. they have to stick on every morning and wait for it to dry. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so she was telling me about this, um, and one of the positive side effects of taking testosterone, mm-hmm. I presume, is it's, if you have a deficiency in that area, is that it, yeah. it helps increase your libido. Um, and testosterone oh. for some women that's part of their you know hormonal change it, there's a reduction in testosterone and testosterone is needed to have a normal or high libido wow okay didn't know that millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mm. I didn't know they, they had um, a cure for low libido or non-existent libido, so that might be something I have to look into then. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, because I've been doing menopause stuff now for quite a few years, I'm, I'm always reading yeah. stuff and going to talks. So mm. one of the things that um, I've learned with regards to libido, for women of our age, it's actually a sign that there's something missing. It's not just that you're not in the mood yeah. um, and it's a hormonal thing. I mean, sometimes libido is about, it's a mental thing because you're either yeah. you're going through depression or you've got another yeah. health issue um, or you're just not emotionally happy with the relationship that you're in. Therefore, mm-hmm. basically your partner doesn't turn you on, he turns yeah. you off. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so, but actually um, in menopause, it's a sign that there's a hormonal change which is affecting right, your yeah. sexual drive on a biological level. So even that, because you're like you're you're single, we spoke before yeah. you're single and I'm single. Yeah, as well. yeah. So it's one of those things where I think in my last podcast, I talked to one of my podcasts, I talked about um, when you're single and you have no libido, what do you do? Because when people talk about libido, it's often people in relationships. Yes. So when you're single, what do you go to your doctor and say, I don't feel like, you know, getting down. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor says, oh, so you're with a partner. No. Oh, OK. So why do you want to get down? Um, because it's something that's disappeared, gone. You know, it's exactly. a massive change, isn't it? It's a exactly. massive, it's life changing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. It is life changing. I mean, I've been single now for four years. OK. And I've not missed it. I've not. But then wanted. it could be a libido. Yeah, I've not been interested. I've, you know, I might look at a guy and think, oh, yeah, cute, he's got nice eyes and that, but I don't want to jump on his bones. Okay. So before. You know? <laughs> before... <laughs> okay, just got an image of you jumping on someone's bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to clear that image from my mind now yeah. and have a serious interview with Una. Una, get off his bones. But anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, oh, Lord. <laughs> so prior to uh, menopause what was your libido like very healthy yeah oh yeah oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I can't say it wasn't because yeah <laughs> I've now got an image of you jumping yeah. on men's bones on a Saturday night out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh Lord yeah I used to well I used to like going out dancing you know and yeah I'd like a dance with, with a man Definitely, yeah. but yeah, couldn't think of anything worse right now. So, oh, really? And um, do you think it's do you think it's just libido, or is it a psychological thing? I think to do with your I, heat, you know, how hot you feel. Yeah, I think it, it's probably an accumulation of things. You know, my mood, what I'm going through. Yeah, the heat, the sweatiness, the you know, I'm finding myself now. I have to change my clothes during the day even wash during the day because I just feel 
sticky. Yeah, yeah, it's not nice. Yeah, it's yeah, I just don't like it. No, it's not nice. Not nice feeling. So I suppose going through all that, you're not going to feel attractive either, are you? You know, it's like you're going to feel uncomfortable to be honest with you. Yeah, you're uncomfortable in your own skin. Yeah, completely. So I'm not going to think anybody would look at me like that anyway. But yeah, no, I don't. I do think it is part of an accumulation of things, definitely. I mean, I do know somebody, um, they don't have the hot sweats though, um, but I know somebody who is menopausal and they're looking for someone um, mm. and they've got a low libido. And I mm. just find, yeah, I find that quite fascinating really because, mm. they, I mean, I understand they want companionship. That's understandable. That, mm-hmm. they, that They've got the empty nest scenario. So they live by themselves, their, their grandmother yeah. and they you know, they want that kind of companionship because there's no one mm. else around uh, when they yeah. come home from work. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And it is, you know, it's like if I was to think, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind a cuddle or, you know, doing things that couples do, but I worry, it's always in the back of my mind anyway, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to be fully committed, if that's the right way. Okay. Well, you, I suppose it. you feel uncomfortable, don't you? Yeah. So that would be mm-hmm. a barrier to um, meeting someone and kind of letting loose and getting them to yeah. get to know you. Yeah. Because it's that fear that, you know, you, you know, we're uncomfortable, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to make them uncomfortable without uncomfortable I am, I suppose. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's a weird one. Because my my particular friend I'm talk I was talking about earlier, mm. I I've said to how do you bring up the topic that you're not really into that anymore? Mm-hmm. What do you do? And she what? kind of says she doesn't really bring it up. <laughs> she's like, oh. but it's kind of like she always a, got a headache then. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's not got a tonight. My head's hurting. Man. <laughs> mm. exactly. No. <laughs> But, but, oh, but I God. said to her, you know, if maybe if you're kind of honest, maybe you never know because mm. apparently men's libido naturally drop as well when they're really um, in their fifties compared to when they're eighteen. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So oh. I said, actually, um, they might. might. Work, then. It might work yeah. if you're honest. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I, it's just a question. What do you? What? How do you? When you're going through something like like mm. what you're going through, the sweats and feeling uncomfortable, um, and it has like an um, impact on your day-to-day feeling or being, mm-hmm. how do you meet someone, open up and discuss it in a world where it's a taboo topic? Yeah, definitely. And it's such a taboo topic as well, because especially within our Black community, because it's not talked about it's not mentioned yeah it's just not there is it it's not out there and it's, it's not, not geared it's not even geared at our community yeah you know, it's, it's, if you see anything relating to menopause you see a middle-aged white woman yeah yeah it's it's and even then it's not even just um um like a caucasian woman it's normally a middle-class Caucasian woman mm-hmm. so it's an element of class yeah um as a barrier as well as yeah. and it's right. also they, they look really well 
as well. Mm-hmm. They'll be healthy. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. a bad thing. Clearly, that's a good thing. Yeah, Some yeah. people do look healthy, but it's yeah. not representative of no. all women. Um, and sometimes it, it makes me feel uncomfortable actually that the image of menopause looks like it's part of the beauty industry where these yeah. glamorous women to do yes yes lady you know yeah yeah and it's not that at all because it's all women it's all, all women. women it's all women we, so all, suffer. we all suffer and that mm. does concern me actually it concerns me a lot because i can see mm. that the conversation around menopause is definitely driven around class and affluence yeah. um, and my fear is that the national health service and the government will be complacent in providing services mm-hmm. because it just presumes that private services will do their job yeah and that's yeah, that does concern not. me yeah massive because gps aren't running to go out and get trained in the menopause even though we talk no. about it more but there are loads of services out there that that you pay that are offering menopause support but the gp is not that fast so that's no, a bit worried not. isn't it yeah very worrying really worrying because i mean it can drive women to despair mm. you know going through the changes like we are doing when we reach that age it is it's because it isn't it is it is quite scary as well you know like because we've always had men- menstrual cycles and then it's like not having menstrual cycles and then realising that we are changing, we are getting older. But like I often think about, because of how I feel, and I know not every woman's going through what I'm going through, but a lot of women do go through what I go through, obviously. But I often think about those that are in in a really strong, healthy relationships, and then, blam, this creeps up on the lady. How does the man cope? Do they stay with the lady and you know work through it, which you would expect, especially if they're married and been married for a long time? Are they going to work through it? If you know she loses her libido and all the other things that come with it, the moods, the physical aspects. But then you hear of relationships breaking down because the men can't cope with it or the woman doesn't want the man and pushes him away. It's it's a horrible situation, I think. It's I yeah. I, I did some research. I must admit, one of the things mm. I as part of doing my podcast, I do try and listen to as many different voices and read yes. as much as I can, so I have an understanding. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I always tell people I'm not a medical no. person at all. And when I do give out advice, I always say at the end, "Go to a professional." <laughs> That's oh, all I'm doing. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but, but one of the areas, or two of the areas that I've been exploring, is um, yeah. trying to find research around menopause in the Caribbean and menopause mm-hmm. in Africa. And I'll be honest with you, there isn't much research. Most research around the menopause is targeted, as we've said, the Western world and that Caucasian, predominantly middle-class women. So there's not much research on any other type of female, even though it affects every female of a certain age. And isn't that sad? It's very sad. It's extremely sad. 
And imagine um, as well, you know, like in the Caribbean or Africa, you know, they don't live as well as we do. And living under the pressures that they do live in and then having this on top of. I know. That, that must be so scary for some women out there. It really must be. But also when I did some research, I couldn't find much in the Caribbean, but when I did some research mm-hmm. on libido and menopause, I found a, one report. So I should say that it was just one report. The report was produced about 20 years ago. And it doesn't say the region or anything else with regards to the, right. the um, report. Because, you know, after all, you know, Africa's mm-hmm. continent. So it didn't actually say which part of Africa. But it mm-hmm. talked about in Africa that there was a belief that mm-hmm. um, when a female value is based on the years that they can have children and once a woman can no longer have children her value within society dramatically drops and within this report I read it, it's believed that the aim of having a period is partly to um, clean out your room area from semen yeah and if you can't if you can't have a period anymore then the semen sits inside you yeah, and then your stomach wow. blows and then you die. Yeah. Um, but also what I read is that in many, not many, I'm gonna that's the wrong word, not many. Yeah. It didn't give statistical it. information. Mm-hmm. In some homes, um, a man, once his woman goes into the menopause stage, is allowed to take her out of the main bedroom and get a second wife who's fertile. So obviously a younger model. Yeah, basically. Wow. Can you imagine that? Oh, that is so sad. That is that sad, is, isn't it? it the, is. the struggle I have is just finding out more information because you have you mm. I can't do the physical research in the middle of Africa. No, I can't yeah. do that. But, but like you said that was twenty years ago. That was twenty years. That's not long, is it? So it could be that it's still practiced now. Yeah. Um I know it's just one report. And I'm relying on a report from something I don't know. Mm. But at the same time, I know I know that with regards to sexism in certain parts of Africa is a major issue. I know there's certain parts of mm. Africa where they practice polygamy. Where they have several wives, several yes. women. Yes. yes, that's allowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's allowed. Yeah. So actually it could be that, you know, I, I am actually based on little bits of information that I do know. Um, mm-hmm. That is quite believable. Now, I should also say that my heritage is Caribbean. I'm half Jamaican, yeah. half half um, Grenadian, and you're. Um, I'm half English and half Caribbean. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so when we, even though I've done research around Africa, it's mm-hmm. not a direct. I'm not a direct, immediate descendant. So I'm not actually looking mm. into my direct cultural history so i can't ask family whatever because my you know we know our our ancestors left Mm -hmm. the shores of africa hundreds of years ago um but i I found that quite interesting that that's Mm -hmm. out there and even if it affects some places it could be that there's some black women who were born in this country um Mm -hmm. and if they might not necessarily think that way they might not but it doesn't mean that their parents or ancestors um you know relatives within their family they might think that way yeah that's it yeah yeah wow 
Yeah. So um, it really is interesting. It's, it'd be good to get that sort of information now, wouldn't it? You know, like from the heart of Africa and from the heart of the Caribbean. It'd be yeah. so. Because I want it to would know. Be so good. I want to know how how do you process? How do you manage hot mm. flushes in the Caribbean? In that heat. I can't even, I, last time I was there, it was 2019, I struggled to go to the corner shop at two o'clock, two o'clock, oh, and I didn't yeah. have flushes, you know, so, so how do you process it? How do, how well, do you, how, how do you work? How did you process last week when we, we were hotter here than we were in Caricou, in Barbados, well, it I was struggling. hotter here, I was struggling big time, I've not slept because I can't sleep, windows wide open, doors open, hoping to catch a breeze. It was horrendous. Mm. But imagine being in that, you know. All the time. All the time. And how, how to impact your health. Mm-hmm. Especially if you exactly. work. I mean, at the end of the day, their health system isn't as good as here. No. You know, um, so how, I mean, so I would um, love to find out how do you, how do you, how does it work in the Caribbean? I, yeah, it would be interesting to know the impact of it on the Caribbean women mm. and the African women, wouldn't it? Yeah, and also... Because I bet there's loads that suffer. Yeah, there's loads that suffer. Time. There's loads that suffer. And, and mm. I, I, I wouldn't mind finding out with regards to... I'm presuming I mean, Africa's a continent, so I, I don't feel comfortable with just saying, you know... Um, you know, all African men are allowed to go out and second wife. No, whatever. yeah. So I don't yeah. think, and unfortunately, this report didn't highlight the region or country yeah. or, or even tribe. It might be a tribal thing that it was mm-hmm. referring to. Um, but I would, but I would like to find out what's happened in 2021. Mm. How do younger females think about it? How do they process it? Um, mm. You know, how, yeah. And, and also, if you live in a country which has worse a menopause education than us here mm. what are they they have less information than us and we're struggling exactly yeah you see and the, oh, there's so much that needs to change in terms of educating people mm. and making sure everybody gets the, the fair informed information that they deserve in yeah, terms just... of coping with life changes that you know that's going to happen to us yeah it needs to be yeah. part of everyday conversation every because, day um, and also we've spoken about not only to um the, the health profession um mm-hmm. have, have never really taken it very seriously um mm-hmm. women aren't fully informed there's taboo about it but we know there's a bigger taboo with men talking about it so in the caribbean which I suppose some people will say the Caribbean and possibly in Africa, some men might be considered to be more alpha. You know, certain mm-hmm. jobs they don't do because it's considered to be feminine or whatever. Yep. The conversation around women's health might be harder. So how do you mm-hmm. conduct a relationship with someone when you're going through um, a menopausal change, which can last between five to 10 years? How mm-hmm. does that work? How does it work? Wow. When you th- when you really sit down and think about the impact and yeah, it is sad. It is really sad. Well, hopefully you can change things, Anita. Well, me personally. Well, <laughs> you know, start things. Start things moving 
in yeah. the right way yeah exactly and this is what it's about isn't it and this is why it's important that you know I'm here today talking to you and other women you know from the African Caribbean community come mm. forward and speak and Talk put it out it, there it? yeah we have to because we've got Definitely. to help our our younger generations coming through because they're mm. going to need the support and help when they get to that stage yeah and also I think it affects it affects um family foundations and we've all just, you know we've got enough struggles as it is we don't need family Divorces, struggling relationship breakdowns yeah. it has a massive impact okay well yeah things have to change for the better and it's all about talking isn't it talking and putting it out there and you know you you're doing really good work I have to say, you know, with obviously, you know, you put on your meetings and getting speakers coming on and speaking about it. It's um, a good thing. I oh, thank you because um, even though I'm doing this podcast as me, Anita mm-hmm. Powell, I'm also working with my amazing um, friend Nina, and mm. we're putting we we uh, run an organisation which is actually Nina's on organised. I'm her helper. I'm like I'm like an elf yeah. to Santa. So, um, <laughs> so, but you work well together. You work well together. Yeah, we haven't killed each other. That's the power no. of Zoom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hard to kill people in Zoom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we put on events, um, and then we we try to make the events free. We try and get people to donate their time, um, yeah. so that we can. So price and cost is not a barrier, and it just creates a space where people can talk about talk with professionals about mm-hmm. what they're going through and also get informed advice. Um, and encourage that... our community to talk about it more. That's that's the biggest barrier, I think, with, within our community is it's okay to talk about it and it's okay for the men to know about it as well. Yes. In fact, they need to know about it. Yeah. They need to know. They need to know so they don't, they don't do silly things like go out and get a, a younger woman. <laughs> yeah and they've got a fabulous woman right there yeah exactly you know it's just it's it's about being empathetic and understanding of what's going on isn't it yeah completely yeah yeah Um, and also women are their health is is looked after correctly and i i worked i i was doing some community support work so i'm a community support Mm. worker and I remember I was supporting this absolutely lovely Asian woman. Lovely, lovely. She was so warm oh. as a person. Yeah. And um, she kind of hit a certain age. I'm starting to wonder if if this was all about the menopause. She hit a certain age and she went a bit, you know, different. Yeah. Yeah. And the husband couldn't process it. And he kicked her out of the home. And she ended oh. up being homeless. Um, oh. And when I spoke to her... She'd lost loads. And I spoke to her after when she was in the home and everything. She got she she got on her feet, she got work and whatever, Mm -hmm. and and she went to see a counsellor and she got um she was put on HRT as well. And she she changed. Um and at the time it didn't click that maybe it was connected to her her hormonal change. Mm Mm-hmm. But now knowing knowing what you know, you can see. Yeah, she and was kicked picked out. up on something. Yeah, she's made homeless, living in a, a um, homeless shelter That's in the fifties. So imagine how many men in the world are doing the same thing to their women. Yeah, 
you know, that's that's why it's so sad. It really is so sad. We had to educate our women and educate our men at the same yeah, time. Definitely. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Now, I know we've spoken previously and you informed me that you mm-hmm. you live in a household of men. I do. Mm-hmm. So how comfortable do you feel talking about the menopause with the men in your life? Well, I feel totally comfortable with my brother because we've we've grown up together, we're close like that, so I tell him everything. And, you know, he witnesses it as well. Um, he even said to my sister last week, he says, um, because we were talking about the menopause, myself and my sister, um, she's not, she's still having periods. She's lot, she's older than me as well. So she's not even going through anything. She's not got any symptoms, nothing. Just um, her menstruals are a bit dodgy and that, you know, sometimes, but she still has menstruals. So I was telling her about me and what have you and, my brother and my dad were sat there while we were talking. So that's how freely we talk. And my brother says, yeah, he says, if Una's cooking and me and dad are sat in the kitchen, she's got all the windows, doors open, and we're sat there freezing and she's boiling. <laughs> and he says that's just what she's like right now, <laughs> you know, because it's how it is. Everybody's cold because I've got everything open that I can possibly have open. And I'm sweating, wearing little shorts and a little vest because I have to wear the minimum. Mm. Um, and they're sat there suffering. But, you know, I just say, while I'm doing things, this is how it has to be. You know, when I've finished doing things, then you can get warm and I'll come out of your way, basically. But my dad, I've, he's suffered with Alzheimer's, bless him, and he's 79 now, so... I don't think he really gets it, but I do say to him, I'm sweating. And he even said to me last week, actually, when it was really bad, because the sweat was just running off me. It was dripping. And he actually said to me, I can see the sweat all on your body. Really? Yeah. I could see it running down me, dripping. Wow. Yeah. So there's no uncomfortableness, really. It's just your, mm. your dad may not fully understand, but there's no uncomfortableness. Yeah. No, no, not not with my um with my brother and my dad. And I do talk about it with my um, business partner um because I run an organisation for the Black African Caribbean community in Huddersfield. Um, we're called Pursuit of Happiness, and my partner in crime, Mark, he's a black man, and yeah, he knows all about it. I talk freely about it with him and what have you. So, and I have said to him, whatever you learn from me is a good thing because you can help the women in your life. Definitely. You know, and his daughters, he's only got two daughters as well. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's benefiting him to learn what he's learning from me. That's good. Yeah. So, That's good. yeah. That helps in his partner relationship as well as yeah. create a space where things like that can be discussed with his daughters for future mm, reference. Definitely. Yeah, most definitely. And I talk to my, my eldest, I do, who's married with children. My youngest is 21, so I don't really think. But I do say to him, you know, I'll say I'm sweating, you know, so he knows I'm going through 
the change but I don't think he really knows what the change is okay um but my eldest he he does because I've I've said as well you know obviously what you're seeing I'm going through and what you're learning from me you're going to be able to be there and realize what your wife's going through when she comes to that stage Mm. and he's agreed he said yeah I mean to be honest with you it's not even just about your wife is it it's also about Mm. work colleagues I mean you you know sometimes you spend it's It's been aware aware your auntie, your your mum, yeah. work colleagues. All the uh, women around you. Yeah, of course. It's massive. It's massive. It goes yeah, yeah. beyond your household. Yeah. Um and if and if say for instance they're a boss or something mm-hmm. and they're working with a woman of a certain age, it's about being compassionate. Yep. The reality mm-hmm. is women, even though it can have an impact on a woman's um productivity in their everyday life, women are still mm-hmm. productive. It's just Massively. it's a hindrance. It's a hindrance. Yeah that if you have a compassionate environment Mm -hmm. and the woman is informed, then she can possibly put things in place to minimise the negative impact on her everyday life and therefore she can work. So Mm -hmm. I'm really conscious of the fact I don't want everyone to think that women can't function. No, it's 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 about knowing. Yeah. And being able to adapt. Yeah. To what women could be going through or are going through within that environment. And that definitely. is really important, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. So, yeah, so that's another thing. I don't want anyone to think, oh, we should stop employing a woman once she hits a certain age. No, no you just way. put things in place. Put things mm-hmm. in place. And that's and it. really, as society, if things were in place, it'd be just really easy to process. If a woman knows yeah. that she needs to go to a doctor, the doctor is able to provide support, either give her HRT or offer testosterone mm-hmm. um, or offer whatever out there that she may need, which is not going to damage her in any way. Or even yeah. if she chooses to go a natural route, then you mm-hmm. could go to um, like you know the health shop or a professional who can give you accurate advice based on your yeah. on your medical history. And then you just mm-hmm. get on with it and go to work and you function. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. But we have to create that society rather than throw women we away. Yeah, we have to. And we have to do it more so for our black community because there's not enough there's not enough out there for no. our black community. No. So information is not the same with regards no. to discussion. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you know, the reality is more black people are working class. And as mm-hmm. I've said, you know, the working class are less likely to afford private services or yep. and whatever. So and, and unfortunately, so the menopause... sometimes we can't go down the herbal route because it can, you know, become quite, you know, the herbal therapeutic yeah. route because it can become quite expensive, you know. Very expensive. And also sometimes we forget that medical medicine is based on on traditional alternative medicine so some alternative medicine can have a massive negative impact on your health yeah yeah so and that for instance i mentioned to you before about black cohort it could be that you have to possibly you might have an issue with your liver in the first place and therefore Mm. cohort black cohort might not be the best Thing um, for you way to medicate yourself yeah yes yeah completely yeah, yeah. so but it's understanding that. that and being informed yeah. and knowing that if that doesn't work you you mm-hmm. kind of put a cross beside that and you go down the list looking for a tick 
Yeah, it is. It's good to know. It's good to know. So I'll definitely yes. look into that some more. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Um, it's been absolutely delightful talking to you. Yeah, I do. I've enjoyed it. And hopefully somebody can learn something from it. And that's the aim, isn't it? You know, putting it out there more, mm. getting it out there more and more, helping our ladies, helping our community, helping our men. Exactly. If somebody mm. wants to get in contact with you regarding your group, um, Pursuits, <laughs> Yeah, they can get a hold of us. Um, we're on um, Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, and we're on The Front Room, which was formerly known as Black Chat. And we are Pursuit of Happiness CIC, because we're a community interest company. So, yeah, and you can find us on all them platforms. And oh, we do podcasts as well so mm. we're on we're on um, anchor spotify apple all the major podcast forums and we've got a youtube channel as well so of happiness that's very good mm-hmm. very 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 good i know i've been on a couple of your um sessions yeah um so you've covered you cover all kinds of topics don't you it's just about yeah. bringing um a community together to talk about mm-hmm. things similar to what we've spoken about today, and I know you have covered the menopause, um, yeah. just creating space of openness, comfortableness, and discussion. So what you do is an amazing yeah. thing. Oh, thanks. Well, we try. You know, it is important. I mean, we just did, this Sunday gone, we just did um, blood donations, because a few months okay. ago we did sickle cell. So we had somebody yeah. from the sickle cell society come on. And then we got um, the lady that deals with blood donations at the sickle cell cell society she came on sunday evening and we did a fab presentation she did a fab presentation um and it was so good so informative so needed um we have recorded that so that will be on our youtube channel this week so yeah Mm -hmm. i mean that discussion does need to happen because i know i know my daughter has experienced a negative impact of that because when my Mm -hmm. When my daughter, I think it was 14, um, one of her schoolmates died of it. You know, yeah. can you imagine oh. that a 14 year old? You know, sad. You know, waking up to message your friend has died. No. Um, How did she cope with that? Well, um, all of her classmates were in, in pain and suffered. Yeah. Um, but one way they helped um, deal with it was a few years later as mm-hmm. part of the NCS which is a form of social action for I think 16 year olds so it's okay. a government initiative um yeah. some of her classmates all all knew this particular girl that passed away they decided mm-hmm. to to cover as part of the social action sickle cell and oh, wow. for a whole month they did campaigning they created they created a flyer and they went round, I think, the whole of Milton Keynes, distributing wow. a flyer with educational stuff. Um, they created a video. Um, they created the social. They created social media all about sickle cell um, and, yeah. and their story. And they created um, a video which was distribu- distributed. They also got uh, a local councillor involved to help hand out the sickle cell 
poster um and we and it was really quite great because all the all the kids got together with a counselor mm-hmm. and he's also a young counselor and they went to all the shops and individuals in the town center handing out leaflets um, and talking so to good. these adults about sickle cell mm. and i think it helped them because they got quite emotional they were talking about yeah. you know a health condition which affected a friend and it, it mm-hmm. was good for them to do it um mm. and also every single young person affected by her death are now educated in sickle cell that's what I'm saying and that's massive isn't it yeah, yeah. definitely that is so good yeah because it is sickle cell um awareness month this month mm. so yeah so that was that that was a nice event on Sunday to finish off the month mm. of our event with it being sickle cell awareness month so yeah no that's good that is yeah. good I yeah. need to know more mm-hmm. but um yeah thanks very much Una for no taking problem. time Anytime, Anita. Thanks for having me. That's okay. So that's the end of my show today. I hope you have enjoyed it. Please follow and like um, my social media and also wherever you hear your podcasts, please subscribe and follow the podcast to hear more fabulous shows from Black Minibals and beyond. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.